what role should a government play in dictating what a computer manufacturer can and cannot do with the hardware that they produce? This is an important question, and, and my apologies that this gets mildly political. What I really want to talk about here is more, not so much from a right versus left, blah, 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 political, political discussion, but from the point of view of the computers that we get. What role should the government play in that? Because, because uh, the Free Software Foundation Europe has written an open letter that they wrote and delivered to the German parliament. They just did this yesterday. I wrote, a, I wrote an article for it, published it uh, early this morning. Um, and the, art, the open letter was entitled The Universal Right to Install Any Software on Any Device. I'm going to read you a little bit of this article, and then I, I want to get into this discussion with you because I think it's a really important discussion to have. In the summer of 2022, the Lunduk Journal signed an open letter penned by the Free Software Foundation Europe entitled The Universal Right to Install Any Software on Any Device. That letter was hand-delivered to the chair of the Digital Affairs Committee at the German Bundestag on November 14th in 2023. That was just, just yesterday. That open letter contained four key requests of legislators in the European Union. Number one, users that users have the right to freely choose operating systems and software running on their devices. Two, users have the right to freely choose between service providers to connect their devices with. Three, devices are interoperable and compatible with open standards. And four, source code of drivers, tools, and interfaces are published under a free license. It's a, it's a lot of stuff in there. It's a lot of requests. It's a lot of demands. That first request is of particular interest to me. The ability to install whatever software you wish, including any operating system, is critical to the future of computing. The Lunduk Journal was joined by a number of organizations and companies who also signed that letter, including GNOME, uh, the E-Foundation, Fairphone, KDE Purism, the Software Freedom Conservancy, and, and, and many others. Upon receiving the letter, the chair of the Digital Affairs Committee whose name I cannot pronounce, Tabea Rosner, maybe, stated the following. My apologies, I, I, I don't know. Uh, quote, so many devices end up on the scrapyard after just two or three years, but the devices are still in good condition and could be made to last with new software. We could bring them back to life, especially with free software. It would be a real sustainability effect if we had the right to install any software on any device. That's why this initiative is absolutely worth supporting. Now, um, as I put in the article, uh, what impact this has will remain to be seen. For the moment, all we can say for certain is that Tabia Rostner, I can't, I don't, I can't pronounce her name, stated that she would hand over the letter to the to Germany's federal minister for quote the environment, nature conservancy, nuclear safety, and consumer protection. That is a lot of stuff as for one minister. It's weird, um, which is which at least is something. It's not a lot though. I mean, really, I make this point in the article, but that's that's like one step above you handing your paper to a bureaucrat and the bureaucrat going, oh, yes, 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 I'll make sure that this gets all the attention that it deserves. And then he drops the, the paper in the garbage can. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one step above that. I mean, it's, it's something. I, it, it's not much. It's not much. Do I expect much to happen here? Honestly, I don't. Um, but something's being done. And I did sign this letter um, because I do agree with it. 
Now, I want to go back up here, though, to those four key requests, because this is really, this is really important here. Um, part of me wants to say, whoa, now, this is a drastic overreach. This, if the government were to make this a law, the government would be telling people who make hardware what to do, like what they can make for their hardware, what they can put on their hardware, how their hardware could even work. I mean, that is that is a problem, right? I would like my computer manufacturers to be free to be crazy, to be innovative, to be weird, to be different, to be problematic, to be whatever, right? They, they have every right to be, to make whatever they want to make. It's it's sort of like we've seen a lot of the stuff coming out of the EU where they've kind of forced Apple to um, adopt USB-C for charging instead of the lightning port. And on the one hand, that's beneficial for a lot of us, right? That that yes, I, I can I can see good because I wanted Apple to to ditch lightning and go over to USB-C. I did. I, I wanted them to. I just felt like that was a good move. But on the other hand, isn't that Apple's choice, whether they listen to their customers or not? And if they don't listen to their customers on something, can't we just as customers stop being Apple's customers and complain and then go buy something from Samsung? I mean, can't we just do that? Of course we can. That's how the, that's how the free and open market works, right? So I'm mixed. And I've talked about this in the past. My feelings on this sort of thing are very, very mixed. So when I read when I read these four demands, some of them jumped out at me as being wildly overbearing because they limit what a company like Apple and this isn't just about Apple. This is about Apple and and Dell and and Samsung and and realistically any computer, cell phone, tablet, laptop manufacturer. But this would limit what they can do. But that first request, users have the right to freely choose operating systems and software running on their devices. What that is really saying is that that device, that computer cannot be artificially locked down to prohibit me from using my computer. When you give someone a computer, it is at this point a long established norm that in order for it to be a computer, you need to be able to do what you want to it, right? You need to be able to, if, if I go buy a PC, I can install whatever operating system I want on it. Now that doesn't mean that there's other operating systems available. That doesn't mean that the ones that are available are any good, but I need to have that right to do so if I want to, right? Because it's my hardware. I bought it, it's mine. I can throw whatever OS I want on it. And by being able to put whatever operating system I want on it, even if there's not one that currently works great, I can then put whatever software I want on it. And I can use it really in whatever way I wish. Now the rest of them, uh, they get a little a little funky for me. I, I honestly went back and forth about whether to sign this letter because I felt like some of them were overbearing. Like, do I agree that the source code for the drivers 
and maybe the firmware should be published as open source or free software for all hardware. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea for the longevity of the hardware. I think that's a good idea for security audits. I think it's just a good idea in general. So that fourth item there, that the source code of drivers, tools, and interfaces be published under a free license, I agree that they should be published under a free license. But do I agree that that manufacturers should be forced to publish them under a free license? No, I don't. I don't agree with that aspect of this letter. I agree that it should happen. I agree that it would be a benefit to me and to most people I know if it did happen. Likewise, numbers two and three, the right to choose between your service providers, like your cell service and whatnot, and um, uh, that devices use open standards. Yeah, that's a benefit to me, to you, to almost everybody. I, I, I have a hard time thinking of the person that that's not a benefit to other than potentially the, com the company making the product, right? But is it my place to tell them that that has to be the case? Or should I just simply vote with my wallet and only go towards companies that are providing, you know, the things that are listed here? So I went back and forth on that. But ultimately what I decided is that first item there, the ability to put whatever OS and software you want on your computer, not that it has to be supported, right? Not that the company needs to provide me with technical support for it, but that it needs to not be prohibited. Right, like on, uh, on a lot of systems, they prohibit it. They work to make it harder to change your operating system, to make it harder to install software. Like, like for example, iOS. iOS has the functionality built in to sideload software. It always has, well, not always. Since they in, uh, made the availability of the SDK, it always has. Uh, a lot of people don't remember that, but the first version of iOS for the iPhone, had you couldn't build apps for it and you couldn't install software on it. It was just web pages. I don't know if people remember that. Steve Jobs made a big deal about how uh, applications should never exist on a cell phone. It should only be websites. People, a lot of people don't remember that Steve really made a big deal about how that absolutely had to be the case because that was the best way forward. Steve wasn't always right about things. Um, but it's always had that functionality, still does, but they artificially restrict it to keep you from using your computer in the way that you want it to. And there are reasons that they want you to do that that are for in their own best interest or what they think your best interest might be. But it's my computer. An iPhone is a computer, an iPad is a computer, an Android phone is a computer, my laptop running Windows or, or Mac OS, those are computers. And if I want to put software on my computer, I'm going to put software on my damn computer. And no one should be able to stop me. It is a, it is a fundamental part of the computing experience that we be able to put whatever we want on our gosh darn computers. That is critical. This is, this is like having a car and going to a gas station and realizing that you, you can't, it, the, the, the car is artificially limited so you can only put a certain brand of gas, not a certain type of gas, but a certain brand of gas. You can only put shell gas, Chevron gas, it won't allow you to pump into it. Well, that, that would be insane. That would be crazy. Why, I, I, I don't wanna do that, right? Um, I should be able to do whatever, whatever I want. I should be able to go inside my car and put whatever I want inside my car. If I want to put a, 
Now, one of those little fuzzy wraps around the steering wheel, you know, that's like made out of sheep's wool or something like that. I should be able to do that. I shouldn't be physically prohibited from doing that because it's my darn car. I should be able to paint it whatever color I want because it's my darn car. I am I'm so fundamentally on a deep moral level opposed to the artificial restrictions of what you can put on your own computer that, yeah, I, I had to sign this letter. I, I went back and forth on items two, three, and four, but then, then it really struck me. If you in, implement number one, you in essence are implementing most of the rest, right? At least items two and three. Because once you can say, well, if the user doesn't like uh, iOS and my apps, they can install another operating system on it and their own apps, which makes it so that they can choose whatever service they want and uh, use open standards with other apps. So then they, they therefore instantly are in compliance with parts two and three. And part four, um, they're in compliance with that too in a certain sense if they say just allow people to install open source software on the system. Um, that's, that's fuzzy, but you know, whatever. Number one though, that's the key. That's the key for me. And, and I felt, I, I still feel that that is so critical that it, it just, it absolutely, you know what, there, there should be there should be regulations to, to, to allow, make sure that that happens. Um, Otherwise, we end up we end up in a scenario where it becomes one of those post-apocalyptic future things where where no one has the right to repair anything. No one really owns the hardware that they own. They only rent the hardware, which is not a thing. That is not a thing. Any company that sells you hardware but has in some of their 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 EULAs and whatnot that essentially you're just leasing it from them and they still really own it, so they they control what software on it, which is a lot of hardware out there right now. That's not a thing. That's not a real thing. That's a that's dubious at best, and it's really amoral. Uh, if you sell someone a piece of hardware, table, computer, car, it's theirs. End of story. Now, if you want to lease it to them or rent it to them or let them borrow it, different thing. But if I go down to the store and I pay twelve hundred dollars for for a MacBook, that's mine, and I'm gonna put Linux on it if I darn well want to. Anyway. Uh, so I've signed this. It's been handed off to, to German Parliament. Um, I agree with it uh, at least far enough that uh, I'm willing to put my, my stamp on it. It's not a perfect letter. Uh, I would have personally just had that first thing, <laughs> that, that users have the right to put whatever this software they want on their system. I feel like that accomplishes so much, and it's an easier thing to to solve. It's less objectionable than the other items. I think that the Free Software Foundation Europe honestly made a profound mistake by including items two, three, and four in this list because then it becomes more of a diatribe that is going to be difficult when they get down to negotiations to actually force through. But that first one, all, they, all they're saying there is basically you can't artificially limit things. You can't work really hard to artificially limit what someone else can do with the hardware after they've purchased it. That's all it's saying, right? So technically, it's less work for companies to follow that regulation, and it's better for the end users, certainly for us nerds. Um, I would like to hear what all of you think about this, though. I, I know people have got a lot of opinions on this one, um, and I know it, it touches on a lot of very heavy politically things, but I feel like it's, it's fundamental to the future of computing. 
And it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the EU relating to this. The EU has had a real iffy history in terms of computer and cybersecurity and whatnot legislations, kind of ups and downs. It's kind of a bit of a mess. Um, but just the same, I like that this discussion is being had, even if the handoff of the document was nothing more than, I'll be sure the right person takes a look at this. Yeah. What can you do? All right, everybody. That's it. That's it for now. With that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, nerds and nerdettes, I do declare end broadcast. <laughs>